1: Visit Burna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. Didn't I tell you the January 6th stuff would last all week? We'll update you on that tonight. We have more COVID insanity and I have some hard advice for you. All that's coming up but I'm Right. Everyone's sick. Every single person I know in this country right now is either sick, just gotten over being sick, feels like they're in the early stages of being sick. And I know that's a weird thing to start out because we're going to talk about COVID and COVID restrictions and how Biden's an idiot and why you should move and all these other things. But I just want to pause for just a brief moment and say this. We've become a nation of hypochondriacs now. And this is what I mean. Two years ago, before you ever heard of coronavirus, two years ago, if you got uh, the sniffles, woke up with a headache, <coughs> low cough, whatever the case may be, okay, probably go grab that thermometer you keep in the house, stick it under your tongue, check your temperature. Am I running a fever? No. Am I sick enough? Should I go to work? Or should I send my kid to school? Is he okay? Uh, I guess I should probably stay home today. Body's aching a little, pop a little Tylenol, go to bed, nap a little bit. Wake up, have a cup of coffee. That's how you would have conducted yourself. That's how most people would have conducted themselves. But then coronavirus hit our shores. And it's been nothing but fear and fear and fear and fear and fear pushed on you. I know this is the thing, I'm not pointing fingers, I get this. Fear coming from everywhere now, everywhere you turn. You turn on the media, turn on the news anywhere. Oh my gosh, COVID, COVID mania. How many hospitalizations? These amount of people have died. That's just the media. The politicians have been 10 times as bad. We're not even going to talk about the pharmaceutical companies, scientists, doctors, wear a mask, triple mask, people are dying, ERs. You've had nothing but fear blown in your face forever. And now we've become a nation where the second someone gets sick, even sane people, maybe you're this way. I've got people like this in my life. Even sane people, Some get sick, Is it's a coronavirus. Gosh, how bad should it be? Should we go down? Should I let them jam something up my nose? What? People are sick right now. It's the winter. A lot of people have COVID. A lot of people have a cold. A lot of people have the flu. People get sick this time of year. If you get sick, look out for yourself. Make sure you're okay, but calm down. Look, COVID transmission right now, It's all over the place. I actually had to go get my oldest son a strep throat test yesterday because he's sick as a dog. And I was talking with the doctor about it. And doctor, I, I don't have a doctor that pushes a bunch of COVID mania, but the doctor was just telling me, hey, look, we just went through a huge flu wave. Everyone was testing positive for the flu in here. He said, now we're having a huge COVID wave. Everyone's testing positive for COVID. It's just a time right now where everyone's sick. And so people are freaking out i mean joe biden doesn't help anything either remember when joe biden got up and he's like ah everyone everyone uh free tests we're just gonna give out free tests i love when they say that by the way free that's weird i see those taxes coming out of my paycheck it doesn't seem like it's free but anyway it's a free test we're a free test and the free tests still aren't there and joe got asked about it and didn't do very well we're gonna make available
0: free tests at thousands of convenient locations locations for folks to pick them up and take a test kit home. The bottom line, this winter you'll be able to test for free in the comfort of your home and have some peace of mind. are you gonna break up the big four meatpackers? All
2: right. Guys.
1: Is the president broken? <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Is this thing on? <laughs> what? Okay, so look, let's be honest about the Biden things. We're going to move off of Joe Biden here, but let's be honest. It's not just that he's an old, broken down, mentally unwell old man. He's surrounded by a bunch of communist lunatics who don't have any real world experience. They don't have any plan. They never had a plan for coronavirus. They had a plan to win an election. You know, I'll shut down the virus. And then they were just kind of hoping the vaccine thing would work and COVID would go away. Well, vaccinated people are getting and spreading coronavirus. So cases are still way up. Deaths are still way up, which is weird. They don't have a plan. There is no plan. But let's be honest about this. It's okay. Right now, we are blessed to live in a nation where we do have other treatments available out there. Tons of medicine, tons of ventilators in the United States of America. Right now, Omicron is the dominant variant right now. That's what they say in this country. Well, let's remember, Omicron has been described by the person who discovered it, the doctor in South Africa, as a mild cold. We see all these hospitalizations in places like South Africa, people testing positive for Omicron. Well, the overwhelming majority of them, they aren't there because of Omicron. They're there for something else, and they just happen to pop positive for coronavirus while they're there. We're doing okay. You're going to get sick. You might even get coronavirus. You're going to be okay. We can go back. We can rewind mentally to where we were just a couple years ago, where you wake up... (coughs) little fever. Okay, I think I'll stay home from work today. Won't get anyone else sick. We don't have to become a nation of people worried about who's sick. Is he sick? Oh, my gosh, he's sick. Stay home 10 days. We're all going to die. We don't have to be that. And back to what I was saying before, I do sympathize if that's where you are. Because when you have your cultural leaders out there pushing panic every single minute of every single day, it's hard to not succumb to that fear. It's just very, very difficult. When you have the surgeon general out there running his mouth about things like this, I mean, people are going to believe it.
3: Now, in the next few weeks, there will be ch- it will be challenging for some schools, given the rising cases. We know some schools may have to make temporary emergency decisions based on their staffing in particular, but our goal should be to make sure that these disruptions are short-lived and we can get our kids back to school safely. Our best chance of doing that is to implement the mitigation measures that we know have worked and to get our kids vaccinated.
1: I love that last part. The mitigation measures that we know have worked and they get people vaccinated. It's so weird because all the COVID surges right now are in places like New York. Isn't it amazing how we're never allowed to question the mitigation measures, the lockdowns? Doesn't seem like they've worked at all. Still to this day, some of the highest per capita rates of coronavirus in the United States of America are the heavily locked down areas. I've got news for you. None of these people know what they're doing. They don't know what they're talking about and they don't have the guts to change directions and go a new way. And let's t- again, let's talk about kids. I know you know this by now, but let's address this when it comes to kids. Kids are at virtually zero risk of dying from coronavirus. Yes, there have been hospitalization of teenagers. Most of them are morbidly obese, morbidly obese. Once again, we know what this virus is. This is a virus that attacks old people, definitely old people with comorbidities, and this is a virus that attacks fat people, young and old. I understand some people were fat. It's OK. God made us all different. Some people were just naturally fat. Some people have abused their bodies to the point where they're fat. Maybe you're in a situation right now, you're looking at me, and you're looking down and saying, "I'm fat. Man, I've had plenty of times in my life where I let myself get out of shape. Go for a walk, get some sunshine. Start exercising. It's all right. It's not the end of the world. Don't have to feel bad about yourself. But there is a virus out there that is attacking fat people. It is. Guard yourself, all right? Let's move on here. There's an article out in the New York Times today. It doesn't matter that it's in the New York Times. It doesn't even matter what the article is about how kids are in crisis, about how kids are, have had a brutal two years. Kids are psychologically being attacked. And you've seen these articles. They're all over the place right now. Let's have a hard talk. And this is going to be a difficult talk for some. America's kids are not in crisis. They always sell these articles this way America's kids, America's children. It's been a brutal pandemic for America's kids. No, 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 no. Blue areas? No, it's been brutal for your kids. My kids, every kid in my area, they were in school, in person learning last year during the height of the pandemic. They were in school, sitting by other kids, playing at recess, learning from a teacher at the front of the class. Parents, move. And I understand. I understand there are situations that don't allow you to move. Maybe, you have, maybe you're taking care of your mom. She's not moving. Maybe you have a job you can't possibly replicate somewhere. I, I, I don't know your reasons. Fine, fine. If does it doesn't apply to you, don't apply it to you. That's a great rule for life if you can move and when i tell people to move and i tell people to balkanize separate yourself from these communists this is what i'll get a lot of i'll get a i'm not retreating i'm gonna stay and fight for my state and i'll be honest i admire that i respect it we need more fighters out there good good for you but if you're a parent right now you're signing your kids up for that fight too your kids are going to take casualties during that little war you're fighting. Think about that. I'm staying and I'm fighting. Okay, well, your 12-year-old is either learning from home or he's at school with a mask on his face sitting 10 feet away from other kids. I'm glad you're fighting. How's that working out for your child? My kids are doing great the last two years. Every kid in my area is doing fine. Like I said, happy, healthy, doing good. Get out. Move out separate yourself from the communists. And you know, I've been telling you this a long time, balkanize, get yourself separated. And because I've been saying it for so long on my TV show and on my radio show, I get a ton of emails from people. Tons of emails from people. And you know, I get all kinds of emails. As you can imagine, I get a bunch of death threats and stuff like that, it's all fine. But I get, so I get emails of all kinds, right? Good, bad, Jesse, I love you, Jesse. I hate you, Jesse, I'm coming to kill you. All the, all the, all the normal stuff. To this day, to this day, of the thousands, tens of thousands I've gotten, I've never had one email from a person who moved from a blue area to a red area and regretted it. Never one email. I have tons, more than you could ever count, of people. I moved from New York to here, and it's great. I moved from California to here, and it's great. I moved from here to here. Best decision I ever made. Jesse, thank you so much. Jesse, we're so much happier. Jesse, my kids haven't worn a mask in two years. Jesse, everyone's so friendly here. I know you might not be in a situation where you can do that. I get it. I get it. And I understand also this. Moving can be intimidating for people. I get that too. I moved around a ton as a kid. I've moved around a bunch as an adult, every different job I've had. But I'll tell you this. Don't underestimate yourself if you're thinking about moving. Ah, What if I can't find a new job? Do You have a good job where you are? Good. That means you're talented. You'll find a new job where you're going. But the kids, they're, they're friends. There are more kids where you're going. If your kids have friends where they are, they'll make friends where they're going. Don't underestimate yourself. If you're at all able to do so, pack up your stuff, leave your hellscape of a blue area, and move to a red area, and enjoy the rest of your life, and allow your kids to have some semblance of a childhood. Look at this from the Today Show. These people aren't about to let your children go.
0: What's the recommendation for our youngest learners? Okay, so we talked to
2: Dr. John Torres about this because I actually just sent my kids out the door this morning minutes ago with two masks. He says obviously the KN95 and 95 are the most effective, but it can be really hard to find them in small kid sizes and also to keep them on your kids all day. They're not the most comfortable. So the second best option is to make sure you have a kid size surgical mask. And by the way, look at what a difference the kid size mask is from the adult size. So you really wanna make sure you have one that fits your child's face and you wanna layer the cloth mask over that mask. So the Mm. surgical mask goes on first, and then the cloth mask.
1: Don't do that to your child. In fact, take that mask your kid has, take that mask, and then crumple it up in a little wad and chuck it in the trash. Stop putting masks on your children. If you're in a place where they force masks on your children, put your home for sale, pack it up, and move so they can have some kind of a life. Unless, of course, you would like Randy Weingarten to continue to guide your child's education.
2: In terms of vaccines, I think what Gavin Newsom did in California is really the best model, which is that the semester after they are, they go from emergency use to full authorization and the FDA has done everything that they need to do. That's what California has said. That is the semester that they become mandatory but and you right support now, that national and, I, and and I I personally support that the union hasn't taken a position on that I personally I support that and you know because we haven't you know our California Federation has and they support it and you know generally I believe that we will take that position and support
1: mandatory you want that person guiding your kids no get out move someplace better Look, these people are insane, and they're not backing off. They're not slowing down. And again, I I do have to ask. I'm going to play you a little clip from Dr. Fauci. And as you watch this clip, I, I want you to have this question in the back of your mind. I know you've heard it before. I didn't come up with it, but it's a great question. Why do vaccinated people need everyone around them to be vaccinated for their vaccine to work? How
2: should vaccinated and boosted people behave? Can they go into a restaurant, eat safely indoors right now?
1: You know, when you're having such a, I call it a tsunami of infections, Dana, we are seeing people who are vaccinated and boosted who are getting breakthrough infections. So when you're in a situation where you have so many infections going out, the thing that you want to say is that if you want to do
0: things like that, better do them in a setting where you know the people
1: around you are vaccinated and boosted. So if I got the vaccine, I got my booster. I don't know how many they're on now. I I, I don't know. So I got the vaccine and I got my booster. I have to make sure I'm surrounded by people who also have the vaccine and their booster. Why? What's wrong with my vaccine? Oh, I'm sure there's nothing to that. I do I do appreciate guys like Heavy D though out there finally just just giving it right right between the eyes. What's with all the hysteria anymore? You look what's going on in other states. They're they're
0: letting hysteria drive them to doing really damaging things. We thought that people had learned. They're closing schools. They're doing things that uh, should not be done and that is not the way. Uh, you you deal with this. And so, you know, we are 100% committed to making sure uh, that people are able to live their lives, that our kids are able to get an education, uh, that people's businesses are able to to operate, and that people have jobs. And so that is just non-negotiable.
1: That's how a Republican should be talking, all of them. Sadly, there aren't many, but that's how all of them should be talking. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. We got a great show for you. I have a red mayor in a blue state coming up next. We're going to talk to him about that. Remember when I told you, run for local office. But first, you have a weapon? you practice with your weapon? Maybe you carry it concealed. Let me ask you, where'd you get your holster for it? Where'd you get your sling for it? Did you go to the big box hunting store and buy your weapon, and then once you bought it, turn it around and just walked over to the shelf with all the mass-produced holsters there and just snatched one up? Go to nwretention.com and check out what Northwest Retention Systems has. Look, I know you're going to love the designs. Everyone loves all the designs. They have the 1776 holsters and the join-or-die holsters. They have thin blue line holsters. All, everything you can imagine. But you should understand what you're looking at. Scout chest holsters and slings. It's all custom-made. It's all custom-made right here in America. It's the highest quality gear I've ever seen in my life. Go to nwretention.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE, though, because that gets you 10% off. nwretention.com, promo code JESSE. We'll be back. You know what I admire, what I've admired definitely for the last two years when it comes to coronavirus? I've admired people who've done hard things. I've said this before. It's easy for me to come on here every single night on the 1st and rail against vaccine mandates and Fauci and all this insanity. But The 1st lets me say whatever I want. I'm encouraged to do that. That's easy. You know what's hard is doing that in enemy territory. I I, I wanted to have this guy on because I admire what he's doing a lot. He's the mayor of Orland Park, Illinois. His name is Keith Peacock, and they have a vaccine mandate right now. Officially, they have a vaccine mandate, and the mayor has said, "Ah, actually, not my people. We don't." Mayor, first and foremost, why take this step? It can't be an easy step to take. I'm sure you got all kinds of heat breathing down your neck at this point in time.
3: Uh, well, we've taken the step over mass mandates, vaccine mandates, now vaccine passport mandates. I don't believe, the, my board of trustees don't believe, that mandates are effective. We think instead what we should be doing as government is giving people the best information available and let them make the decision that's best. No one knows their medical situation better than them and their doctors. Let them and their doctors make those decisions for themselves.
1: Mayor, what has been the response, not from, not from the left, but what has been the response
3: from your people, the people you serve in Orland Park? I think the response has been overwhelmingly positive. And I think that you go back into April when my reelection came up, I was reelected as were the three trustees that I ran with. And if you look at that uh, relative to all the mandates that we also said we were not going to follow in the previous year, I think that uh, speaks volumes that the people supported us.
1: We have a little video clip of Chicago Mayor, Lori Lightfoot, I wanna play for you here.
3: What we're hearing from a lot of folks, particularly business people, is they want to create a safe environment, and they're grateful for uh, us imposing uh, this vaccine mandate um, in entertainment venues, so restaurants, bars, gyms, uh, and the like.
1: I want to ask you about that specifically not the people but businesses i've been railing on this for a long time businesses they can't withstand more mandates they're already having a hard time getting by what are you hearing from business owners in your area about you standing up to this garbage
3: i think that universally the business owners are happy that i'm standing up to up to it some of them are still enforcing it because they feel like the county will come down on them and there will be some kind of uh hell for them to pay And uh, uh, not from us. We will not enforce it. But they are happy that we're pushing back on these mandates, and they have been from the beginning.
1: Shifting gears here, a lot of people remember Juicy Smollett, or however the heck you say his name, when he, of course, faked a hate crime against himself. And initially, all charges were dropped. Now, obviously, as everyone knows, they came back around on him. But all charges were dropped, and there was a Miss Kim Fox involved. Who is Kim Fox, for people who
3: don't know? Kim Fox is the elected state's attorney for Cook County, which includes Chicago and obviously the rest of the county. I think it's the second biggest county in the country. That's who she is. And she has operated a revolving door policy of catch and release since she's been elected. And she was reelected after implementing that policy. She believes in uh, criminal justice reform. And in her mind, that means that instead of acting like the uh, county's prosecutor, she's been elected to be, that she is actually their public defendant. Mayor, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me.
1: All right. We have Charles Marino coming up next, but first... Your home smells. Stop, stop, stop. I'm not not insulting you. Everyone's home smells. It's just living in a home for a while creates odors. Maybe you have pets. Maybe you cook in your home. I'm sure you probably do cook in your home. Maybe you're still living in 1980 and you smoke cigarettes in your home. Whatever you do, your home acquires odors. They soak into the carpet. They soak into the paint. It just happens. Eden Pure Thunderstorm's amazing. It's more than an air purifier that took away my allergies. It takes odors out of the air. And you notice I said takes it out of the air. It doesn't cover it up. It's not that weird oil thing you have plugged into the wall. It actually removes odors from the air. That's why they call it the thunderstorm, because it cleans your air the way nature does after a thunderstorm. I own three of these things, three of them. One in my bedroom, one in my kids' room, one in the living room. You can own three, two right now. If you go to EdenPureDeals.com and use the code JESSE, you can get a three-pack for under $200 right now. It's my deal. It's because I have three. EdenPureDeals.com, code JESSE. Just get it. You will enjoy it. The, the, the emails I get from people who buy this thing and love it, they're endless. It's wonderful. EdenPureDeals.com, code JESSE. We'll be back. Joining me now is Charles Marino. He's the former Homeland Security Department advisor and former Secret Service special agent. Charles, before we get going on the border and everything else, I want to talk to you first about this op-ed you wrote. Explain this op-ed you wrote. I, I I want people to hear it from you. Defunding the police and coming home. What are you talking about? Yeah, listen, the last thing that I want
0: to do and that I think the American people should allow is all of these mayors and other politicians that came out in the beginning, jumped on the bandwagon to either dismantle or defund the police or the entirety of the defund movement which also included restricting or limiting the operations of police around the country, which is directly, in my opinion, responsible for the surging crime rates that we see in all of the major cities, the last thing we should allow is them to change the political narrative. To the tune that they've always supported the police that they're able to just switch their positions and say you know listen we've all we always thought that the police were required that enforcing the law was required when in fact from the very beginning the last thing they want to do is enforce the law and support their police it's very important that americans remember this and remember it next time they go and vote for people to run these major cities charles How
1: did we, not not all of us, I'm obviously not lumping you in with that, but how did we as a nation lose our minds for that brief period of time where that... Black Lives Matter crap that defund the police insanity really actually caught on. It became mainstream. Of course, it's insane. It's as if they've never talked to anyone in any of these cities and the bad neighborhoods in these cities. They need the police there. It's the only thing they have. And yet it became just mainstream. What? The cops are the bad guys. Just a bunch of racists out there hunting down black men for sport. It caught on. Charles, that was mainstream. No, you're right. It was mainstream. And and it was a
0: period where people did, in fact, lose their minds. And, and the sad thing is, Jesse, that these politicians and the people that voted for them who supported the defunding movement early on, the, the funny thing is they all thought they were going to be on the right side of this, which is very concerning. I mean, obviously, they're not. Anybody in their right mind would know that defunding law enforcement and not enforcing the law is no way to operate a civilized society for the long term. I mean, we could go back centuries. Every single society has had to have law and order in order for society to succeed and go on. You and I go into a store and we pay for services. Why? Because we believe that if we don't, there's going to be a consequence via law enforcement if we walk out of that store with an item. So basically what's happened here is, and this is a no-hold-barred op-ed, as you can tell, Jesse. I name them, Antifa, Black Lives Matter. These were the groups that wanted to do away with law enforcement initially in in places like Portland, Seattle and Minneapolis, where not only did they want to defund the police, they actually wanted to do away with the police department in its entirety. Remember remember Mayor de Blasio with the civilian uh, security patrol that he unveiled uh, in Brooklyn, where he didn't allow the police to go in, but wanted citizens to just walk around and serve as a deterrent, putting everyday New Yorkers lives in jeopardy? I mean, this is what we were
1: dealing with. Charles, here's what I'm worried about. We have the top five states where people are fleeing. Of course, it's New Jersey, Illinois, New York, Connecticut, California. Okay, that's where people are leaving. Here's what I'm concerned about. They're changing their rhetoric now. I was never for defunding the police, but the people who are fleeing those states They're going to red areas, and they're leaving those states even bluer than they were before. I could easily see these states continuing down the defund the police road because half the sane people packed it up and got a U-Haul and left for Florida.
0: You're exactly right, and you want to know what I think one of the biggest case studies is going to be for this? Austin, Texas where you have the majority of of residents in the bay area in california relocating corporations and and their residency to austin and you're already seeing it you're starting to see it you're starting to see things like the austin police department put in requests for additional manpower to address the surge in population and being denied you're starting to see things in terms of how their policing strategies are being controlled by the politicians there that are going to kowtow to these, you know, businesses that are used to San Francisco policies of do as you will, do as you want. And and we're going to see Austin as a case study slowly turn into San Francisco. And that's going to be a problem for the people of Austin.
1: It sure is. It's so funny you brought up Austin. My own sister packed up her stuff and moved out of Austin about eight, nine months ago for this exact reason. There you go. Moved there because it was wonderful, great bars, great restaurants, fun city, and it just turned into a dump overnight. And she packed it up, did not feel safe, and left. All right, we're going to shift things here. Yeah, the border. It's always there. It's always been a problem. Border Patrol agents apprehended 1.9 million migrants this year. I mean, that is a staggering number, Charles. And that's just what they apprehended. Where'd they go after they were apprehended? Well, we
0: know what's going on. We know that they're being relocated throughout the interior of the United States. That's a fact. We still can't get a straight answer on that. Listen, you and I have discussed this a long time ago when this first started, and this is the biggest threat to our national security that I've ever seen where an administration has actually removed policies that keep the country safe. I mean, this undercuts every single national security program, what's going on at the border that's been put in place in September 11th to prevent terrorism and other acts of violence from occurring within the United States. So I've just never seen anything like it before. But you refer to the numbers. The same thing is going to continue throughout 2022. And why is that? That's because the administration constantly gives into the special interest groups From the immigration side not only are they on the external to the government now but this administration has also brought in many of these activists into the very administration that's responsible for creating policies and guiding our law enforcement on the border you know we could tie this to the general theme of what we were talking about before with defunding police with the border and that is you can get the general sense here that democrats just do not want the laws of the country enforced.
1: Charles, a conspiracy theorist like myself now and then might find something odd about the fact a lot of these illegals are getting relocated to places like Pennsylvania, an important swing state. Now, we all know by the letter of the law, they can't vote for now. But can they vote? Is there some kind of thing? Is there some kind of angle I'm missing here? Because I, I, I feel like they're up to something.
0: No, I think you're right on. I mean, listen, we've seen it throughout the country at the state and local level where they're trying to break down that barrier of preventing illegal immigrants from voting. Uh, in local elections. And that's where you start. That's where you start to break it down. That's where you start to hope that you get approval and then you move up to the national level. So while this might might not be an immediate strategy for results for the long term, you're right, we need to be concerned about this. What is the motivation, Jesse, that you and I and your listeners could possibly come up with other than that for why this administration would let God knows who, into the country to do God knows what.
1: Charles, thank you so much for what you do. I appreciate you very much. All right. Good seeing you. Thank you. All right. We have uh, more January 6th anniversary stuff coming. Didn't I tell you I keep you updated? Hang on. I told you I was going to keep you updated all week on all this January 6th insanity, and I will here in a second. Chuck Schumer's an idiot, and Liz Cheney's an idiot, and we'll play all that for you here in a second. But first, I want to I make sure we remember that day, because there's been so much said about it, and so much, what's that word they love to use? It starts with an M. Misinformation out there about it. I want to make sure the record has been set straight once again on January 6th. Donald Trump gave a big speech on January 6th. At no point during that speech did Donald Trump say anything to those protesters about storming the Capitol. Let's go take over the Capitol. At no point did he even indicate you should do anything like that at all. And then I remember, it's, uh, I'm sure you probably remember too, we started getting video out that day as it was happening. It looked like there were riots and uh, people were throwing things. There was tear gas and windows breaking. And, and I remember I got a text message from one of my relatives saying, they're storming the Capitol. And I, and I wasn't even in a place where I was watching it. I'm looking, I'm thinking, they're what? Huh? What's going on? And we started getting really bad video out there. And from that, from that exact moment... The media realized, and the Democratic Party realized, we have something here. This looks really, really, really bad. It was, think of it like the George Floyd thing. You know, no one actually cared that George Floyd died. None of the people who pretended like they cared about it, building statues about him. What happened was we had a bad piece of video. You watched it, cringed. And then the left, the communists immediately realized, we have something here. We can use this. That same thing happened on January 6th. Democrats saw they had something they could use to attack Donald Trump, to attack the Republican Party, and to, most importantly, this is really what they wanted out of it, to get the forces of government, namely the FBI, to aim their sights at their political opponents. It's an extremely dangerous situation right now. Let's remember, we're not very far removed from the FBI's counterterrorism officials meeting to discuss parents at school board meetings. That happened. So this, this worked, but that's what January 6th was. None of the people who still whine about it to this day or talk about the trauma or the insurrection or the coup, none of them actually believe it. What they all realized was we had some bad video. The truth will take forever to get out. We can use the bad video to advance our goals and intimidate the right into total silence so they can't protest against the insane things we want to do. And... It hasn't been effective on you, but they've gotten a lot of mileage out of January 6th. And I mean a lot of mileage out of January 6th. They've moved the ball forward for them. They have. You have Chuck Schumer out there now? Chuck Schumer out there, he's trying to use January 6th to get rid of the filibuster? I'm not making this up. Get this. Quote, let me be clear. January 6th was a symptom of a broader illness. An effort to delegitimize our election process and the Senate must advance systemic democracy reforms to repair our republic or else the events of that day will not be an aberration. They will be the new norm. Huh, that's so weird. So a bunch of people walking into the Capitol on January 6th means we should get rid of the filibuster so Democrats can now pass anything they want to pass? Does that creep you out? And I'll tell you something that's going to creep you out even more before we move on here and make fun of Liz Cheney. This is going to creep you out even more. You realize what the filibuster is, right? If they got rid of it, majority rules. The majority simply passes whatever they want to pass. Whenever they want to pass it, the president signs it. They sign anything they want in the law. You name it, amnesty, mail-in voting, whatever they want. Tell me this doesn't creep you out. There are two Democrat senators stopping this. Democrats. Democrats. Without those two, or if they got more radical, Manchin and cinema, this passes immediately. People think right now, people are under the impression in this country that everything's just a pendulum. Wow, well, Donald Trump and Republicans had power, and then the pendulum swung back the other way, and now Democrats have power, and then it'll swing back the other way, and then Republicans will win the midterms and whatnot. That is the wrong way to think about what we're seeing right now in this country. This isn't a pendulum swinging the other way. This is the other side ramping everything up and ramping everything up and ramping everything up and ramping everything up, and Joe Biden's old, Nancy Pelosi's old. I know you know that, but they're going to be gone soon, either from retirement or death. Not that I'm wishing that on either of them, but they are. I mean, they're both on—they're both on the the final five yards here. You think you hate Nancy Pelosi? You think you hate Joe Biden? wait till you have Speaker of the House AOC. Wait till the Senate Majority Leader is Ilhan Omar. Don't think that's outside of the realm of possibility. What do you think they'll do with the filibuster? We're not witnessing some simple pendulum. They have power and they have power. We're just swinging. No, no, we're seeing a dangerous ramping up in this next generation of Democrats. They are something to to keep your eye on. And look, It's important as we focus on the next generation of Democrats that we also get rid of the last generation of useless Republicans who did nothing to slow these people down. You know, people like Liz Cheney.
2: This is a man who is simply too dangerous uh, ever to play a role again in our democracy. And uh, I uh, look forward to the opportunity to continue to help the American people see the facts about what happened and to continue to make Mm -hmm. the case at home uh, about the kind of representation uh, that we need in Washington for the people of Wyoming. Would you be willing to run against him in 2024? I'm very focused right now on my reelection and and on the work of the select committee. And I can tell you that that the single most important thing, though, is to ensure that that Donald Trump is not the Republican nominee uh, and that he certainly is Mm -hmm. uh, not anywhere close to the Oval Office ever again.
1: It is weird how focused they are on attacking and destroying Donald Trump. What is it he threatens so much that they're so scared of? I mean, she, she can't stop talking about Donald Trump in January 6th.
2: I think it's also important for the American people to understand how dangerous Donald Trump was. Uh, we know as he was sitting there in the dining room next to the Oval Office uh, members of his staff were pleading with him to go on television to tell people to stop. We know Leader McCarthy uh, was pleading with him to do that. We know members of his family. We know his daughter. We have first-hand testimony uh, that his daughter Ivanka uh went in at least twice uh, to ask him to please stop this violence. Uh, any man who would not do so, any man who would provoke a violent assault on the Capitol to stop the counting of electoral votes, any man who would watch television as police officers were being beaten, uh, as, as his supporters were invading the Capitol of the United States, is clearly unfit for future office, uh, clearly can never be anywhere near the Oval Office uh, ever again.
1: Can I just say one final thing here before we move on to lighten the mood? Don't you think this whole Bush-Cheney rift with Donald Trump is petty and childish and tiresome? It's been going on now for, what, five, six years? What is wrong with these people? I mean, there's this old saying out there that high school truly never ends. These people have had this bizarre ax to grind with Donald Trump for so long and it's just so odd. Shut up, Liz Cheney, and go away. Yeah, all right. We have a light in the mood next and you might want to pack a change of shorts. Hang on. My producer sent me this video earlier today when we were thinking about lighting the mood. And I'll tell you, I was wishy-washy on it. I was right there on saying no. And here's why. The video is awesome. It's really, really cool. I'm going to show it to you. But you know, every now and then I show you an animal video. And I have to come on here and give this PSA. So I'm going to give this PSA again before this video. One, don't try this at home. Two, wild animals are dangerous. Stay away from them. And I know, but look, I understand you've seen the Lion King 9,000 times and the little lions look so cute. And you probably do this and you probably make little voices for them. Oh, look at Pumbaa, the wild boar. I want a wild boar. You probably do stuff like that. But in real life, wild animals will kill you. Stay away from them. All that said, this is pretty cool. Alright guys, don't forget, we're still operating into the wet for the top end safari camp day tour. Come out here,
0: see this big fella named Fordo,
1: and the rest of the crew. I'll see you tomorrow. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it will get you, though? For just 20 bucks a month, you can get unlimited talk text, and plenty of 5G data from my sponsor and my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. Choose a wireless company who shares our values. Go to puretalk.com slash Jesse to switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. That's puretalk.com slash Jesse.
0: So I, I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you.